This is my last week of summer vacation until school starts again. Anyone else in this boat? Today, by the way, is Monday, August 3rd. If you are Canadian, it's Civic Holiday. If you're American, it's National Watermelon Day and National White Wine Day. Cheers! (laughs) Hi and hello! You found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. You can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. Welcome back to part two of Ask Me Anything. I have been down for the count since Friday with an awful summer cold. Lucy and I were on COVID watch for a hot second there, but no fevers. We think our bodies are just rebelling against summer vacation coming to an end. I am so impressed by how many questions we got submitted last Friday. I can't believe I can't get to them all, even though we are dedicating two whole episodes to ask me anything. But let's get started. Heather wants to know what I would do differently about homeschool this year if that's the path we will take. Well, Heather, we decided to send those kids back to their little private school. We've been really impressed by the safety measures they're taking, and the kids are just really eager to go back. But I will say that if we were homeschooling, not much would be different in terms of curriculum. We were planning to do classical conversations again, but everything would be different because Caroline can read and Lucy can almost read. When we were doing this two years ago, that was not the case. So it was totally hands-on, side-by-side teaching. When your children can read, they can be independent learners. And that's a whole new ballgame. That's a good new (laughs) ballgame. Randy gave me a lightning round that is a good warm-up. She wants to know, one, my favorite piece of clothing. That is a kimono from the 1960s that I got at an estate sale. Two, my favorite place to shop estate sales, thrift stores, and Poshmark. Three, my favorite color. My favorite color is pink. My favorite color to wear is yellow. Four, my favorite Disney movie. I love The Little Mermaid. I cry every time King Triton comes out of the water and hugs Ariel on her wedding day. Five, she wants to know my favorite Marvel movie. Endgame. I get teary the moment Sam says, on your left, and then I straight up cry every time Cap says, Avengers, a symbol. I'm laughing so hard right now because I'm getting teary again just thinking about it. Okay, and then six. I think six. I lost count. She wants to know my Hogwarts house. I swear that I am Slytherin, but every time I take a test, it says Hufflepuff. If you are a Potterhead, you guys... Tell me what is my house. Sort me. All right. Jennifer wants to know, sweet or savory for breakfast? Jennifer, I don't eat breakfast. I usually just grab a can of Coke Zero or LaCroix and then hold off and eat a big lunch. Vanessa wants to know what my favorite little luxury has been this week. And to go with that, Cheryl wants to know what my skincare routine is. Y'all. Oh, y'all, I have been slacking off on my skincare this month big time. I've just had a really, really lazy July. 
But last month, I ordered a $10 bottle of blue tansy oil off Amazon by the brand Acure. That's A-C-U-R-E. I'll link it in the show notes, but it is marvelous. I had used and loved Herbivore's Lapis Oil. Lapis? Lapis? (laughs) I don't know how to say it. L-A-P-I-S. Lapis Oil, which is also a blue tansy oil. But are you sensing a theme here? It was $72 for 1.7 ounces. Oh, but it was so good. I mean, maybe it was even $72 good, but the $10 bottle is more my speed where I am in life these days. I have combination skin. I'm oily in the T-zone, normal on the cheeks and forehead, and acne prone on the chin. But both of these oils, even the $10 one, is really, really nice. I mean, the $10 one's probably 95% as good as the $72 one. When I'm not slacking off in skincare, I follow Jamie B. Golden's 10-step skincare routine with whatever mod podge of stuff I have lying around. It's usually just random skincare products that I have from my Cosbox or FabFitFun. And if you're a beauty counter person, I know, I know, I plan to one day use beauty counter. I have a beauty counter rep. It's just, you know, that price point, ooh, that's hard to swallow, you guys. Becky asked, what's on my summer bucket list? To go with that, Amber wants to know who my favorite Marvel characters are, and Kathleen wants to know if I have a favorite Harry Potter character yet. Okay, as a reminder, at the top of quarantine, my goals were to watch all of the Marvel movies in chronological order and to read all of the Harry Potter books. The only Marvel movies I had seen were Infinity War and Endgame, but I loved them both so much, and I didn't even really get any of the significant things, and I had no character loyalty. Spoiler, I am getting ready to reveal a big spoiler of Endgame, so you have five seconds to turn this off if you, for some reason, haven't seen it by now. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so when Captain America gives his shield to his friend, I was like, who is that guy? And the whole rest of the theater was bawling. So I knew I knew I needed to watch them all so that I could deepen my love for those last two movies and to prepare myself for phase three of the MCU. I only have Thor Ragnarok and Ant-Man and the Wasp to go. And then Spider-Man Far From Home. Ant-Man is a surprise favorite. And I love Shuri from Black Panther. But I think my favorite characters are Captain America and Professor Hulk, because I think they're both dreamy. (laughs) In the same vein, I hadn't read any of the Harry Potter books previously, and I had only seen the first movie and Goblet of Fire, but that was a long time ago when they first came out. I wanted to be a book ahead of Jude, and I had him stop after Goblets of Fire, and he can read the back half next summer. I think they're a little mature for him. I just finished... Order the Phoenix last week, and I'm only a little bit into the Half-Blood Prince, and honestly, don't break up with me, but I think Harry Potter is insufferable. I love Hermione and Luna and Mrs. Weasley, but not a big fan of Harry Potter. I mean, maybe he was just moody in Order of the Phoenix, and it gets better in the last two. I don't know. My bucket list is to finish both of these series. Oh, and I promised that I would swim before school starts, and that means I have one more week. Kathleen had a bunch of great questions, and one of those was about swimming, but one of her questions spoke to my heart. 
She wants to know if I have a song that when it comes on, it reminds me of a specific time in my life. Okay, here's what you need to know about me. Nostalgia is my favorite emotion. And since 2017, I've been creating seasonal playlists in Spotify with the express purpose of calling up people and places and feelings. Like, I had a really good trip to Indiana once where I got to see a lot of people and I had a layover where I got to see an old friend too. And I can pull up the playlist from that month and be taken back to my plane ride home in an instant where my emotions were all askew. It's happy and longing and hopeful. (sighs) All those playlists, it's all there. But if I had to name one song to take me back to a specific place on my timeline, it's Jack and Diane by John Mellencamp. They would play it at my school dances all through middle school and all through high school. And everyone, everyone would sing along because, well, John Mellencamp is from my little town in Indiana. So I feel like we came out of the womb and then our parents turned it on for us. I have this clear vision of a time in high school where it came on and everyone, all the groups of people, friends or not, like cool person or nerd like me, Everyone was singing at the top of their lungs, so happy and vibrant and young. The drum break gets me every time. We should use that drum break as an outro to move to our sponsor spotlight. dish for three years now, and now that I'm back to a gluten-free, high-protein way of eating, I am so thankful that I'm not spending hours culling recipes and shopping lists from all over the internet trying to make a kid-friendly keto meal for my whole family. Prep Dish is my kitchen VIP. Prep Dish is a healthy meal planning service that offers a variety of options, including dairy-free, paleo, gluten-free, and keto menus, which is what we do. They email you the entire week's grocery list, which you can print or save to your phone, and then it's one trip to the grocery store or one session putting in your order at your favorite curbside pickup or grocery delivery service, and then you're set for the week. Along with the shopping list are detailed instructions so you can prep all of that week's meals in one go. This is now our family's Monday after breakfast tradition. We turn on the tunes and we get to prepping together. I'd love for you to see how easy Prep Dish is too. Visit PrepDish.com slash today to try it for two weeks completely free. That's PrepDish.com slash today. Hit me up if you take advantage of that free trial. I would love to know what dishes you're prepping. And now, back to the show. All right, all right. It is time for the pop culture round. Brianna, I have not yet seen The Kissing Booth 2. I forgot that I even watched the first one. Hannah, did you ask what is The Babysitter's Club and should you watch it? First of all, Hannah, I know you're young, but The BSC is an iconic book series from the 80s and 90s in which the character Claudia Kishi directly influenced who I am today. Honestly, I think who your favorite Babysitter's Club member says more about you than your Enneagram. A fantastic movie with the characters came out in 1995, and lo and behold, Netflix rebooted it for a short TV series recently. I watched the whole thing in one 24-hour period. I thought the casting was right on. They made the right call diversifying the characters, but I did think it was a little mature for little kids. Like... Like, I wouldn't let Jude watch it, and he's nine. 
There's some modern issues that the series wants to push that weren't in the books at all. And while I thought it was really well done, I want to be the one leading and having those conversations with my young children instead of leaving it up to a cutesy TV show to do that for me. It's kind of the same reason why I didn't let my kids watch High School Musical, the musical, the series, but I watched it. For kids, the answer for us is not no, it's not yet. Okay, Lisa wants to know who my favorite actors and actresses are and my all-time favorite movies. You know, Lisa, I don't know if I have particularly highbrow taste in movies or actors. I figure it's probably like food with me. I love gas station food. Honestly, I love it. It's good. I like comic book movies and I like comedies. I don't know if I watch many of the Oscar contenders, honestly. My favorite movies are things that I can just turn on and love, like The Sound of Music and Bring It On and 13 Going on 30 and Legally Blonde. I do really appreciate Fight Club and Magnolia, but at this point, I have to wonder if those are favorite movies because of nostalgia. Like, do I actually like them or did I like them in the time and now I'm like, oh, those were my favorite movies. I don't, I don't know. In terms of actors, I adore Kirsten Dunst. I think Edward Norton is great, and I legit—I <laughs> legitimately like Nick Cage and Jeff Goldblum, and not in like an ironic way. But also, my favorite foods come on rollers at quick trips, so I don't think my taste should be trusted in food or movies or actors. Speaking of acting, Christy wants to know what my favorite acting gig was, and gosh, in retrospect. I don't think I liked acting at all. My favorite gigs were things where I was pretty much myself. I think the longer I tried to act, the more I realized I didn't really like it and I just wanted to be a speaker or a host. But I will say that often the work you like is based on who you worked with. Friday Night Lights yielded the longest lasting friendships, but I also did a children's play in Waco for six weeks for three summers that paid really well, and I got to live and work with dear friends during that time. So those were both fun. So I mentioned my mom in the Noonday Spotlight, and Sky's question is, hey, it's totally cool if you don't want to talk about it, but I'm curious how your relationship with your mother is. And oh my gosh, I love my mom. We chat online once a week or so, and she calls the kids on FaceTime probably every couple of weeks. She works a lot, like seven days a week, so I don't see her as much as I'd like. She lives in California. My family owns a restaurant. If you're ever in Monterey, please hit up Zab Zab. It's the best Thai food you'll ever have in your life. I didn't grow up with her, so we don't have the kind of relationship where I call her for parenting advice. There's a little bit of a cultural disconnect, too, because she's Thai and she speaks Thai, whereas I speak zero Thai and I didn't grow up with her. But she is supportive and loving. And if she wanted to move in with us, I would say yes. Like, I would totally welcome that. That's the kind of relationship we have. I typed out these questions and didn't really think about the order, but they're kind of flowing in a nice order. The next question is from Hannah, and she wants to know if my kids have ever experienced racism. And they haven't. My dad was half white and half Native American, and Chris is white, so my kids look mostly white. I don't think that racism will be their struggle. If anything, 
Growing up in suburban Atlanta and going to a mostly white school and living in a predominantly white country club neighborhood, I'm going to have to teach my children to be anti-racism and to seek out and to value diversity. Someone did once call Caroline a pilgrim on the playground once, and that really upset her. I'm laughing, but she was really upset, you guys. I was like, they called you a pilgrim? I was like, you tell them a pilgrim is awesome. Anyway, do you know what I think is interesting? I don't think I experienced racism growing up, not in the way that my Black and Hispanic friends have. In fact, I was thinking about this a few days ago, and I reached out to an old friend from elementary school who happens to be half Asian as well, and he said he didn't think he experienced racism in our small town either. If anything, we think being half Asian made us stand out a little bit, but not so much that we were discriminated against. We're from a really, really small town. Any sense of me feeling like I didn't belong or feeling like an outsider was more on me and my weird personality than my outward appearance, I think. There's probably a lot to unpack here about how Asians, and in particular those who are half Asian, get a pass into majority culture, whereas our minority peers don't get that pass. Okay, as you can tell, my voice is really straining and stretched to finish this, but I thought we could end with this question. Kelly and Becca want to know what I'm looking forward to this year. Becca put it so well. She wrote, we still have five months of 2020 left. Y'all, I am looking forward to October. Summer is my favorite season, but October is my favorite month. That's when Jude, Caroline, and I have birthdays, and it's when we enter pie and soup season and all the holiday stuff starts ramping up. I think October is our most optimistic month. Hopefully by October, we'll have new established routines and we'll have our groove with school and work by then. I don't love fall. It's literally the season of death. Things are dying. All the dead leaves and then there's pumpkin everything, which... cinnamon is my least favorite spice, but I will forever be nostalgic and hopeful and romantic for Octobers. Okay, friend, that's it for today. We're back on Friday with a not safe for little ears episode. So you've been warned. Any guesses what the topic could be? Show notes are at todaybytheway.com slash episodes, and that's where you can find the links to all the things I've mentioned, and it's also where you can find the link to join our Facebook group called My Internet Besties, and that's where I got a lot of these questions. It's a fun group. You should join. This was fun. You guys are fun. I am grateful to be in community with you. I can't believe it's August already, but I am ready for it. Are you? Today is a new day, and friend... I am cheering you on.